0: Good morning. It's a great morning to be together. I'm looking forward to the potluck after services and uh, eating with all of you. It's going to be a wonderful thing. There's a, a pattern in God's creation. I don't know if you've noticed that, but God created things with a certain pattern and design. If you look in Genesis chapter 1, look at about verse 11 with me. Genesis chapter 1 and verse 11 says, then God said, let the earth sprout vegetation, plants yielding seed, and fruit trees on the earth bearing fruit after their kind with seed in them. And it was so. You know, everything on the earth is created with a design. Everything has a purpose. Everything has a place. Including Christians. We are created by God. We have been brought into fellowship with Him by the blood of His Son. And we bear fruit after our kind, just as those plants that God created in Genesis chapter 1 produced after their kind. The difference is that we produce after our kind spiritually. We produce other Christians by planting the seed of the Word of God in their hearts. And if they accept it, they will grow to be Christians, followers of Christ, pleasing in the sight of God. That process, it requires a couple of things. And as we go through life, there's a couple of positions that always need to be filled by Christians. It's the position of teachers and the position of learners. Teachers and learners. We're going to talk about that this morning. Talk about teachers and learners and being effective in both of those roles. We've always been, as I said, and always will be part of God's plan as we serve Him. So let's start this morning. And let's talk about a good example of a learner. A good example of a learner. Let's be turning back to Exodus chapter 33. Exodus 33. And as you're turning there, uh, I'll tell you we're going to be talking about Joshua. Joshua was a a good... I don't know whose water this is, but I hope you're not sick. (laughs) I'll donate a dollar later. Um, Joshua, he was a good learner. And uh, we find him in several occasions following after Moses and being in his footsteps and in his shadow and seeing the things that he overcame and perhaps even his shortcomings. And uh, in Exodus chapter 33, we find Uh, find in verse about 7 is where we'll pick up we find the tent of meeting described and uh, and let's read beginning in exodus 33 verse 7 says now moses used to take the tent and pitch it outside the camp a good distance from the camp and he called it the tent of meeting and everyone who sought the lord would go out to the tent of meeting now that's important If you don't have that underlined, I would underline that. Everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting, which was outside the camp. And it came about, whenever Moses went out to the tent, that all the people would arise and stand, each at the entrance of his tent, and gaze after Moses until he entered the tent. And whenever Moses entered the tent, the pillar of cloud would descend and stand at the entrance of the tent, and the Lord would speak with Moses. When all the people saw the pillar of clouds standing at the entrance of the tent, all the people would arise and worship, each at the entrance of his tent. And thus the Lord used to speak to Moses face to face, just as a man speaks to his friend. Note this last part. When Moses returned to the camp, his servant Joshua, the son of Nun, a young man, would not depart from the tent. Now, I like Joshua because he's described in a couple of different ways. He's described first as a young man. And when I think of people who are learners, I think of those young in physical age and those young in the faith especially. That's typically what my mind drives toward is those young ones. But there's something else about Joshua And it comes when you piece together those two phrases we noted especially. One in the end of verse 11, that Joshua would not depart from the tent. And the other in the end of verse 7, that everyone who sought the Lord would go out to the tent of meeting. And Joshua was always there. Joshua, a good learner, was always seeking the Lord. He always wanted to be as close to Him as he could. And and there's some symbolism for us today found there. The tent of meeting today, of course, is not a a fixed location, but certainly the gatherings of the church for worship and study are a form of that tent of meeting. This that we have together here, this that we enjoy today, the worship, the study, the Bible class time, the prayer, the observation of the Lord's Supper, all those things that we do together on such a regular basis are certainly a sort of tent of meeting with God. And every person those young in age, those young in the faith, don't dismiss those opportunities to be seeking the Lord, to be finding Him and staying close to Him. But the concept of seeking the Lord, it stretches beyond the meetings of the church formally. It applies to every area of life. In every area of life, God must be sought. And that has to do with... Professions, it has to do with goals for life, it has to do with hobbies, it has to do with everything that you're involved in. And if there's a place where it's impossible to please God, that's a place that we should never be. That's a place that we don't need to be because it keeps us from that tent of meeting with the Lord where we should always be. Joshua was a learner and he shows us something about good learners and that is that they seek the Lord first and they seek the Lord always next I want to talk about a teacher let's turn back to 1st Samuel 1st Samuel and about we're going to read uh, starting in chapter 3 Samuel chapter 3 and if you recall Samuel in the first chapter of that book is given by his mother Hannah she made a pledge to the Lord and he's given into the Lord's service and so she takes him after he is uh, weaned up to the the temple and to a teacher, teacher named Eli. And that guy gives all us Eli's kind of a bad name. Not in everything, just in some things, and especially the way he raised his sons. You'll notice I didn't name Micaiah, Hophni, or Phineas. <laughs> Didn't want him to be that guy. Uh, But in 1 Samuel chapter 3, I want you to note something interesting. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verse 2 and 3. You'll notice where Samuel is. Just take a read silently for yourself. 1 Samuel chapter 3, verses 2 and 3. Samuel lays down by the ark of God. Joshua was always by the tent of meeting. Samuel lays down by the ark of God. There's a similarity in personality there where they want to be as close as they can be to the Lord. But then in 1 Samuel chapter 3, starting in verse 7, we've come into the third, of, uh, third attempt from God to contact Samuel. And uh, he's called out to him a couple times already, and Samuel just thinks it's Eli calling for him, that old, old guy out there. And so, uh, verse 7 says, Now Samuel did not yet know the Lord, nor had the word of the Lord yet been revealed to him. So the Lord called Samuel again for the third time. Notice, third time. Two times already. And he arose and went to Eli and said, Here I am, for you called me. And then Eli discerned that the Lord was calling the boy. And Eli said to Samuel, Go, lie down. And it shall be, if he calls you, that you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. So Samuel went and lay down in his place. And then the Lord came and stood and called, as at other times, Samuel, Samuel. And Samuel said, Speak, for your servant is listening. Looking at Eli as a teacher of Samuel, he taught Samuel something very important about the Lord. And that is how to address Him. How to address the Lord, how to speak to Him. He taught Samuel to speak to the Lord with great reverence and respect, offering himself as a servant to God. You notice that? Eli said to Samuel in verse 9, Go lie down, and it shall be if he calls you, you shall say, Speak, Lord, for your servant is listening. There's reverence, there's respect, there's servitude to God. A good teacher instructs every learner to listen, to honor, and to serve God. Everyone who's a learner should be afraid of a teacher who instructs you to honor himself. You notice Eli didn't do that with Samuel. He didn't instruct Samuel to honor him over God, but rather to honor God who was calling him. A good teacher honors God and teaches others to do the same. Never taking his own glory, but giving it back to the God who he serves. Eli taught Samuel how to speak to the Lord. What manner. And then Samuel received a message. And the message was bad for Eli. The message was one of judgment on his house for the way that his sons were behaving. Look at 1 Samuel 3 verse 17. Eli teaches something else. Samuel's come to him and Eli says to Samuel, What is the word that he spoke to you? That is the Lord. Please do not hide it from me. May God do so to you and more also if you hide anything from me of all the words that he spoke to you. So Samuel told him everything and hid nothing from him. And he said, It is the Lord. Let him do what seems good to him. The message, again, is one of judgment on Eli's household. It's not a pleasant message that Samuel had to give to Eli, but Eli, number one, he says, you better tell me every single word. doesn't matter if it's pleasant or unpleasant. Every word Eli wanted to hear. Eli wanted to listen to it. And even when the message was unpleasant and it was about the downfall of his own house, did you notice his response? Verse 18, he said, it is the Lord, let him do what seems good to him. Even when it meant the downfall of his house, the death of his sons, his own death, it was all the Lord's will. And he taught Samuel that even when the message is a rebuke from God, you listen to it because it is the Lord. Every good teacher listens when God's Word rebukes him and a good learner is willing to offer that Word as a son would to a father. You know, that's what Paul told Timothy in First Timothy 5, 1 and 2 about how to rebuke an older man, not sharply, but rather as a father. That's what Samuel did for Eli, it seems. And Eli accepted that. Joshua was a good learner. He sought the Lord and followed after Moses. Eli was a good teacher who taught Samuel to speak to the Lord and accepted the rebuke from the Lord when it was given to him. There's a last last couple guys I want to look at today. That's Paul and Timothy. The last duo I want to look at with you this morning, and Paul shows us something about a good teacher, that is that he's not just one who prepares learners for what might come someday down the road, but he's one who instructs them to be active today. Every learner should be active today. 1 Timothy chapter 6 verse 11 and 12 even as Timothy is receiving these letters and continuing in his instruction from Paul and learning some things from him, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 11, he says, Flee from these things, you man of God, and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, perseverance, and gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. Take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. And you made the good confession in the presence of many witnesses. You notice the things that he tells him to do to pursue, to be active, to be urgent in his pursuit of righteousness, godliness, all those things he listed in verse 12. He's to fight because we're in a fight doesn't matter if you're a teacher or a learner, which side of young or old you might fall on, you're still in a battle as long as you live on this earth and you've got to fight. And you take hold of the eternal life to which you were called. Good teachers instruct learners to be actively forming righteous habits as they are learning. So learners, be active today in the things that you know are right. And you will soon be a teacher for some other learner who is coming along the way. And that is perhaps the best goal for any teacher and any learner to have. Is for that learner to become a teacher to others. 2 Timothy chapter 2, verse 1 and 2. I'd like to read it. 2 Timothy 2, verse 1 and 2. Paul says, You therefore, my son, be strong in the grace that is in Christ Jesus. The things which you've heard from me in the presence of many witnesses, entrust these to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. You see, a good teacher not only teaches the truth, but but as he teaches it, he is entrusting it. He's making it part of the learner, and the learner is making it part of himself. That's the real value of the relationship. The real value is not just in in hearing sound words strewn about and hanging about in the air that maybe by osmosis you'll figure some of it out, but rather that as the teaching comes, you bind it to your own self. You make it part of your faith as you find it to be sound according to the Word. And then it becomes part of you then you become sound. You become a teacher for someone else and you're able to entrust that Word to another person who can do the same for others also. That's the expectation placed on every Christian. To entrust the truth of God to others so that sound teaching may continue on unhindered by a lack of knowledge. As we close our lesson together, there's there's some clarity I need to offer. We've been talking a lot about teachers and learners and haven't really spent much time defining those concepts or those words. If you're able to use your arms, raise your hand if you're a learner. Now I know who's asleep. And <laughs> I'm so glad that every hand that I could see went up. That's the truth of the matter. For all of our life, we are learners. God has an infinite amount of wisdom to teach us new things. And we will always be learning especially from Him. But for most of your life, you will also be a teacher. As you learn things... You know, we all are, are happy to be the learner. Sometimes we think of that as the easier job. So I think sometimes it's harder. Uh, but y- you have the job of being a learner and you think, oh, I'm taking all this in. I'm taking it all in. and I'm, I'm making it all part of myself. But as you learn that stuff, it's, it's your responsibility. It's my responsibility to hand that on and be a teacher to somebody. Children can be teachers. Young adults can be Teachers. Adult adults, I guess, can be teachers. And even old people can be teachers, right? Don't dismiss that white hair and that bald head. Because if they've been doing their job in the church, they've gained a lot through those years. And they have a lot to teach you. Everyone is a learner for all their life and for most of your life you should be both a learner and a teacher at the same time. And so there's something that's very important for everyone to understand about teachers. No teacher other than the Lord Himself is flawless in His walk with God. And as you grow closer to whatever one is teaching you, those flaws will become more apparent. And it will be your job to look past those and be better than those flaws. You notice every teacher in the Old Testament and the New Testament that we reference, Moses defied God by striking the rock in Numbers 20 verse 11. Eli's household reprimanded by the Lord for their irreverent behavior in 1 Samuel 2 29. And Paul... Anybody know some of Paul's imperfections, right? He was a, a persecutor of the church prior to his conversion in Acts 9. Not a single one of us is going to be a perfect mirror of Christ. And as learners, all of us, it's important that we see that about every teacher. That every teacher is imperfect. Every teacher is not Christ unless, well, unless you're reading the Bible 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 1 says, Be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. Paul wrote those words to the Corinthian church. Be imitators of me just as I also am of Christ. I'm so glad that he didn't stop at the first half of the verse. He didn't want them just to imitate him. There was a, a greater one that Paul was serving who really they should be looking to, and that's Jesus the Christ. Paul didn't want anyone to imitate his spiritual shortcomings or or the sins that he struggled to overcome. He wanted every Christian to be better than him. He wanted everyone to look beyond his own shortcomings to see the Lord that he was serving, and that should be the goal of every Christian. Not only to have others look beyond your shortcomings to see the Lord that you serve, But to do so yourself, to do so for your brethren, to do so for the ones that you're learning from. Even good teachers are tempted by sin. But remember that you can learn a great deal from a teacher who understands the struggle against sin and how to overcome through Christ. That's where the value lies. Not in the imperfection, but in the one by whose power we are forgiven through Christ. This morning, every one of us is a learner and many are teachers. Joshua taught us to always seek the Lord. You notice that even the learner that we talked about, he became our teacher. Joshua taught us to always seek the Lord. Eli taught reverence for the Lord and for His Word Paul taught us to be active today to seek out others in whom we will entrust the truth. That, that is what we should hope to do as the Lord's people. That should be our goal every day. Whether you are young and barely getting hair on your head, or old and losing it, it should be the goal to continue faithfully to the Lord, showing reverence to Him, seeking Him, and seeking others in whom you can entrust that faithful Word. If you're not a Christian this morning, you're in the right place. Your learning has already begun today in the things that you've heard, the things that you've participated in. The Savior Jesus lived the only perfect life And He died on the cross to save us from the consequences of our sins. He was buried, and on the third day raised up, alive again. And after appearing to many, He ascended to the right hand of God where He remains ruling to this day. If you believe that message and you're willing to turn from your sins and work diligently to obey everything the New Testament teaches for the rest of your life, then we are here to hear your confession of Jesus Christ as Lord, and to baptize you for the forgiveness of your sins in the name of Jesus Christ. And you will be raised to a new life, forgiven of all your sins and dedicated to the service of your new Lord Jesus. If that's your need this morning, or if you have any other spiritual need, we invite you to make it known by coming forward as we stand sin.